Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. The Big Vets on Campus podcast. 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 All right, here we go. What's up, Degenerate Nation? Welcome to the Big Bets on Campus podcast presented by BetMGM. This is the week five college football betting recap. I'm Stucky and joining me, as always, is Colin Wilson. Uh, What a weekend. Lots of exciting results to talk about. I, I, your hogs were right there. And by the way, we'll get to your voicemails. We'll go through some of the most meaningful results and recap some of our biggest takeaways your hogs are right there i mean the amount of talent bama has if bryce young gets hurt his backup comes in on th- and on a third and 15 is just a uh, world-class sprinter down the sidelines went 80 yards and that kind of broke the game open well first of all how are you Colin? it's nice to uh cash an alabama ticket cash a clemson ticket but at the same time you're burying your nc state future and you're burying your alma mater it's a really twisted emotional day having a, a nice bank account full, but uh, the teams that uh, you needed to win for your futures and just because of, you know, who you are outside of gambling, kind of a hard, tough, emotional day, but uh, we move on. Yeah. Uh, I had a, a lot of coaching takeaways. I'll see which ones you guys bring up in the voicemails. I was really disappointed with a number of, of coaches. I assume you guys are going to bring up Iowa state. So we'll wait to get there. I haven't listened to the voicemails yet. Our producer said there's a lot of angry Iowa State calls, and I can't wait to yell with you. Dave Doran play calling was I, – I I didn't like it. Not aggressive enough. Thought he was going to be more aggressive. Shout to the refs late for getting me that team total over um, with NC State. That mm. game was over a couple times. That Devin, Leary, that Devin Leary acting job got you to cash that team total over right there. Oh, uh, yeah, that was a, a prayer. Um, but, yeah, Sam Pittman field goals. Like, I hate, I hate when there's a big underdog. Like – you're not favored to win. You can change your whole – like, be aggressive. Uh, what was the field goal down – what was the field – one field goal made me so mad. I was like, why are they kicking this field goal? Playing to cover. I, yeah, mean, I, I, guess so. I, I mean, what's the other – what's the what's the reasoning behind that? Playing to cover. And why is it when you have an All-American center and a 260-pound quarterback who's really 280 pounds, you're not going for it on fourth and inches? It, playing to cover. By the way, I, I apologize to all the listeners out there for not leading off with Florida International – who doesn't even have pads won a game they beat they dominated so they dominated new mexico state uh so congrats to the fiu nation i want to quickly start friday night i think we both had a really good friday nights houston is i don't know what's going on they've obviously had a lot of injuries i wouldn't be shocked if you see like tank dell just sit out now that team looks like they're they they're gonna quit i think data holgerson's not gonna make it to maybe the end of the year i don't know um he looks unhinged on the sidelines at all times and speaking of coaching decisions why are you taking the ball first in overtime what are you doing and then you, you end up kicking a field goal and you lose <laughs> like 
if, if, if you didn't get the ball first, you would know you needed to score a touchdown. That's the advantage of making the other team go first. He did this the third time he's done it. No other coach does. And then that's how they lose to a third string quarterback. Embarrassing loss for Houston. That win total. If you have that win total over, that's now dead. Freshman, gonna... Kai, freshman Kai Horton throwing three touchdown passes. Like it's just an excuse. That you didn't have the book on him. Like you didn't know how to defend him. A third string quarterback. Unbelievable. Um, all right. Yeah, we got 12 minutes of voicemail. So here we go. Bad beats, back doors, and miracle covers. However you're feeling, we want to hear from you. You have reached the voicemail box of the Big Bets on Kansas podcast. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. Leave a message after the bleep. Oh, hey, Colin. Hey, nice call, Colin, on Middle Tennessee. Chase Cunningham, 15 yards of throw against Miami. Yeah, that's sustainable, right? I thought you were the f- numbers guy i thought you're the numbers guy calling 16 yards to throw is not sustainable it's meep meep time die let's go meep calling you should have your degree revoked get out of my mentions goodbye you know middle tennessee they not only turned the ball they were loose with the ball Cade cunningham did what i thought which is throw for 368 yards that's what he did against miami but at the same time their defense just completely gave up at home you know, UTSA had seven trips past the 40 and averaged 5.4 points every time they went. And Middle Tennessee didn't even get half that. So, I mean, shout out to UTSA. that Their numbers were really bad from a coverage perspective. Middle Tennessee was able to throw almost 400 yards, but, you know, UTSA just had it where it counted in, in every other facet. Credit to them. Two horrible defenses. All right, moving on. Colin Stuck, Bob checking in from uh, Naples, Florida few days removed from uh, getting smacked down here by Hurricane Ian. Uh, just want to check in, let you guys know, house came out with very minor damage. I was very lucky. Some would say that, you know, havoc rating through the roof. Also, Hurricane Ian, about eight trips inside the 40. Zero scoring plays as far as doing damage on my house. Defensive finishing drives rate through the roof. But uh, in all seriousness, just want to let you guys know how much I appreciate you found somewhere with wi-fi we still have a lot of cell phone towers down a lot of destruction down here i uh, found somewhere with wi-fi i was able to download an episode of the podcast and i was able to listen to about 15 minutes of it before my service cut out but i i followed you guys on new mexico and ucla woke up today i uh, had service for the first time since tuesday and saw that both those bets cashed so just want to give you guys a special shout out peak degeneracy um even with no cell phone and Houses underwater. Still uh, was able to cash some tickets with you guys. Love you both. Peace. Ah, that's amazing call. The havoc rating of the hurricane, yes, was very high, and I'm glad that the damage was minimum. I know that wasn't the case for everybody, and that's life. That's the that's the important stuff there. So, shout out to you for that call, and uh, we'll reach out to you and and get you some stuff. And I hope everyone that listens or follows down in Florida is uh, doing okay way more important than winning and losing a bet. All right, let's move on. Stock, Colin, death, taxes, and service academy unders, baby. Woo! Let's go. I'm glad I convinced you on the dumpster segment to go Navy. That game played out just like every service academy game does ever. 13-10 final. The two touchdown dog covers, and the game goes under again. I was just going to say, Navy completely choked once they got into scoring position, but the ability of of Navy to actually throw some passes, you know, Lavate going 11 for 20, that actually opened up some of the running lanes. Uh, and, and, you know, when and he scored a, a touchdown too. Like, Navy works when they have a quarterback that can run the system. And, you know, credit to their defense too. Their defense has been playing well for a couple of weeks, and they were able to keep Air Force from scoring. Yeah, their run defense is really good this year. Kentucky Wildcats. What? And the f- it's only the end of the first half, but I'm already chalking it up as a loser. First of all, who the f- is scouting NFL QBs? Like, there's no rhyme or reason why Will Levis should be in the top 30 quarterbacks coming out of this class, let alone the top three. It's no wonder we have f- Daniel Jones on Sundays to watch. Special teams. What the fuck? Get it together, Kentucky. All right, let's talk uh, Kentucky Ole Miss. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not surprised. I 
Will Levis getting hype for number one overall pick is the most bizarre thing to me. I don't see it. I know he's gonna. He's like Kyle Bowler. Remember Carson Strong was getting hype for the number one pick for Nevada. He's, he didn't even get drafted. The, but I know Will Levis going to look great on pro day. He's got a rocket arm. But the Kentucky offense, Chris Rodriguez looks great by the way. I mean, him being back, he was breaking tackles all over. But their offensive line is terrible. Will mm-hmm. Levis is not that good. I was not surprised at that result. Uh, another. Stoops wrote under, by the way. Well, Any thoughts I, on uh, Kentucky I, Ole Miss? I'm guessing Will Levis is never going to run for the rest of the season when he has 17 <laughs> yards. Uh, he did have two touchdown passes, but neither of them uh, – well, he only had one big-time throw. So, I mean, it's not like he was just, you know, a superstar Heisman NFL draft. I don't know what's going on. That hype was pretty amazing because this kid has not really done much, but he still has twice as many turnover-worthy plays as he's had big-time throws this year. So, well, you know, we'll see. That, that – I don't know where the running has gone. I would love to hear if he's hurt or if we're just not going to call it. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with that. Yeah. I was not overly impressed with Ole Miss either, though. The defense did enough. Uh, you know, Chris Rodriguez is, you know, not that easy to defend. And you have to assume he was fresh because he hasn't played yet this year. But, uh, you know, the Ole Miss defense is better than the version of the Ole Miss defense we've had in the past. I guess we could say that. And that's, I guess, works in coordination with the fact they're now a running team and, and uh, not very dynamic from a throwing perspective with Jackson Dart. Shout out to Will Levis for that fumble late, which got the under home. What's that noise you hear? The steady stream of a f-ing piss. But you know what else it is? The Oklahoma f-ing defense. Absolute piss. Complete and total f***ing garbage, dude. This is f***ing awful. I guess that's just what you get when your defensive f***ing coordinator looks like the father from Cheaper by the Dozen. This is a bunch of f***ing bullshit. I'll never bet this team again. It was a sucker line to begin with. And you know what? Just as I'm done taking this massive piss, uh, I'm done with this f***ing call. I'm done with this f***ing shit whole team. Back-to-back losses in a bounce-back spot. This is a bunch of f***ing garbage. F*** Oklahoma. The only thing worse than this Oklahoma defense is constantly watching Aaron Judge pop up on my screen while trying to enjoy my college football Saturday. Brent Venables, not the answer. This one's tough to watch. Yeah, Oklahoma, that was your best call, by the way. TCU, we'll do best call, worst call, but regret after the voicemails. Oklahoma's defense is, I mean, you talked about it last week, all the problems that they had, and they showed up. That get, that first half took a million years. T- I think TCU was up like 41-10 at one point. That mm-hmm. was an absolute shredding. And yes, the Aaron Judge thing. What, what time does he play today? Are they going to break it on like red zone with this? Are they going to do split screen with red zone? They better not. Plus, it's delayed. I was I had it up on one screen. Yeah. And every game's in halftime, and it's 40 <clears throat> seconds behind. So if he hit a home run, everyone would already see it on Twitter by the time they show it on the split screen. And Here's the thing. Someone's like, oh, it takes two minutes. Who cares? Yeah, if you're just watching one TV, like I have many TVs and then they're all split and like it's it, you can't see anything. It's crazy. Like I, if any, it's 2022. If anyone who wants to watch Judge Homer, they can. They pull up. I have MLB TV on my phone. I, I could also put put the Yankees game on. People well, that don't want to see it, don't see it. It's not like Bonds in 2001. It's like, how do I watch this? I need to break it in on like the news. Like it's not, it's 2022. What's funny is, is some people have seen our TV setups. Like, I, I Stucky, you've got a great upgrade. Uh, but I have the ability to watch 16 screens all at one time. And I would say at least half of those are streaming the ESPN app, right? And it's not just one game. It's all the games that are on the family of networks yeah. of ESPN and ABC break into it. So I literally had seven screens of Aaron Judge on delay trying to hit this home run. I mean, as a base, I, I listen, I'm a baseball fanatic. I love baseball, but this is too much. Uh, as far as the Oklahoma defense, guys, I, Venables comes out at the beginning of the week. We don't have any answers at linebacker. We don't have any depth. We're not playing any freshmen. They had 20 missed tackles and 78 TCU snaps. It's it's not getting any better. And their only hope is that Dylan Gabriel's healthy and they can, you know, just out out shoot teams. Because I, I don't know how you could ever take an under with these guys. I don't even I don't understand how this defense gets fixed. If Venables, who is the best offensive coordinator in the nation, can't teach fundamentals to this group, then you know it's, it's going to be overs for the rest of the season. By the way, I'm looking forward to our your TCU futures versus my Texas futures matchup. I, I got yeah. I, I mean, look at this. The TCU futures I have a couple I put in on Kansas State before the season started, like. Oh, yeah, I forgot about Kansas State too. I, I know. I'm 
I'm not feeling bad about Texas either. Texas looked great yesterday. But, yeah, hopefully they take care of business against Oklahoma. I doubt we'll get value on Texas next week after what we saw yesterday. But uh, we'll see. By the way, the new BCS, which is myself, Colin, Brett McMurphy, we'll, we will record that tomorrow night. comes out Tuesday. Well, if we like anything in the game on Wednesday, there's a Wednesday game. It's like got pushed back. Yes, we'll, we'll mention that. We'll mention a couple of look-ahead lines that we like for next week. We're recording this Sunday morning, so there's no lines out. By the way, we, we love when you when you call in the voicemail and, and give feedback. Could be about the app. Could be about any of the episodes. Some of you said, like, I, I don't really enjoy the Heisman talk and, like, the college football playoff. But, so, yeah, we agreed with that. So, And plus C.J. Shroud, it's like, okay, how much can you talk about C.J. Shroud as a favorite to win the Heisman? So we're going to talk, like, a little bit more actionable stuff. You know, injury takeaways, box score frauds, and uh, things of that nature. And it'll still be just casually talking about what's going on in the college football landscape. Moving on. Uh, yeah, Stuck and Colin were all over the Illinois Bielma under train, but, uh, let me just take a gander at the schedule here. Oh, 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 looks like they can sweep out one more win here, and, uh, Colin and Stuck are wrong yet again. <laughs> Don't trust Colin and Stucky on Big Ten teams, unless it's Ohio State or Penn State, which they stuck their dick over. So, good night. Okay, I, 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 maybe you had Illinois season win total under. I, I didn't have that. <laughs> did, did you have that? Yeah, I think I did have a, a Brett Bielema under because he didn't have any answers to the offensive line, but I didn't know that they were going to go plow Wisconsin a new asshole. So, uh, you know, props to you if you had the over or props to you for making fun of me uh, one one month into the season about a season-long win total on the Illinois. Great job. By the way, speaking of Big Ten win totals that I nailed, Nebraska not dead yet, baby. Win out, and we go over. Got to start somewhere. We'll start with a win over Indiana. Uh, yeah, impressive win by Illinois. Is the Paul Chris there over? And like, like, what is Wisconsin really doing? We we saw quite a few. Tell me which one you're most shocked at, Colin. We saw quite a few big upsets yesterday. Let's see. We had five, I believe, five double-digit underdogs win outright. We pulled them up. Yes, five. Tell me which one you're most shocked by. Rice plus ten and a half over UAB. Not your shocked. boys. Your boys. BC baby. Phil Jerkovich is back. Zay Flowers is electric. That is such a that is such a Louisville loss. I think is Satterfield go now. Uh, we'll talk about that on the new BCS show. FIU. That might be the most shocking for me. They don't have pads. Uh, Georgia Tech beats your pit, Nardu- the fighting Narduzis. Wow. Horrible, horrible loss for Pitt. The Miami ACC, who's winning that division? I don't know. Um, <laughs> honestly, who's winning that the ACC division? <laughs> Let's see. The ACC Coastal, which Duke and UNC are in first place. Virginia Tech and Georgia Tech are in second place. Miami, Pitt, and Virginia are in last place. Actually, Miami hasn't played a conference game yet. I don't know. I'm taking Miami. Who the hell are you taking to win that division? I guess Georgia Tech is still alive uh, to win. Uh, no, I'm just, <laughs> in the Coastal Division. No. When, when you say, you know, who's shocking, uh, I would say the Pitt one, you know, they actually had the highest postgame win percentage around 90%. It was because that they had three turnovers. They beat them pretty much everywhere else in the box score. They doubled them up in passing yards uh, per attempt. And uh, so, you know, Pitt just... Does that go in the standings, the, the win expectancy win? No, it doesn't. But no. uh, I'd say the most shocking one is Boston College. Boston College keeping up. That was 100% post-game win expectancy. So they literally slapped Louisville around. And yeah, the Saturday... I mean, this has been a long time coming. The team, too many penalties, too many turnovers... Too many breakdowns and tackling, not enough enthusiasm from the offense, and it's just been a shit show all over this team all season. BC had three turnovers to start the game. Yeah, they tried to give the game away, and Louisville couldn't take it. By the way, I didn't finish. UConn. <laughs> yeah, but Plus how much? And a half. How much? <laughs> how much did the did they want to travel though? Right? How much did they did they really want to go cross country and play in this game and? I never even thought about that as a factor. Uh, when you look at Fresno State, like Jake Hayner wasn't playing. Jordan Mims is the only one to score a touchdown. Uh, I believe it was a punt return TD that got them the other score. Like it, they were just 
Fresno was completely defunct. I don't think that they wanted to, I don't know what the flight is from fat Fresno airport terminal, whatever the fat stands for all the way over to, to what Hartford I, and then drive down to stores. I mean, that, that couldn't have been fun travel. Uh, they did it last year though. You, and um, I think they went to UConn last year for some reason, they've gone to UConn back to back years and they were off of a buy, but yeah, by the way, you know what that sets up? UConn at FIU baby this weekend. <laughs> Off two huge wins, game of the year. Who gets um, the steam from the Sharps, you think? It's got to be UConn, right? Does FIU have pads for this weekend? That's the – moving on. Texas f***ing state again with these assholes. How long how – many, how many years do we need to go through this? Have we ever won a Texas state bet? I've just spent the last three hours watching this bullshit. The game's not even over. There's no way we cover plus 22. These guys – Suck. I would love a record check all time for Stucky and Colin betting on Texas State. I will follow you into any war, Stucky, any garbage can, but I will never, ever bet Texas State again. Uh, yeah, JMU, well-deserved cover. You, you go in the trash. Sometimes you come out with trash. You can't. Everything you find in the dumpster is not going to be pretty. And Texas State certainly wasn't. Funny story. There was a guy who met, who DM'd me, who lives in Lexington, and he was like, can we hang out? And, I, and so I was like, yeah, come on over, watch some games. Great kid, and he's he's sweating games, and he, he follows all of my bets on the app as well. He's out having a cigarette, streaming the Texas State game. He comes in. I turned it off. They're down like 40. He comes in and says, Texas State, screaming. Texas State, touchdown at the, at the buzzers. Time expired to cover. I was like, what? I was like, don't don't lie to me. And I go to pull out my phone. And he looks down again. I'm like, he's like, I'm serious. He was like, oh, I did the math wrong. <laughs> so he, I was like, come on. Why are you tell me this? I just got excited. I thought they like scored, got an onside kick, and then scored on a Hail Mary. So that was pretty funny. But yeah, Texas State. I covered it with them against Baylor, baby, last year, week one, I think. I have I have at least one win all time. But yeah, I hate, hate the Bobs. Moving on. Can somebody f- Tell me on this hotline how Blake Shapin beat out Jerry Bohannon this year for the quarterback job at Baylor. I mean, this kid Blake Shapin is throwing absolute – they're just dreidels out there. I've never seen a ball spin more horizontally than this guy's ball. He's throwing god-awful deep balls down the sideline to God knows who. Um, I don't know why I bet on this piece of team. Uh, delusional confidence from last year after winning the Big 12. This team sucks. Blake Shapin is a eight little piece of gopher who couldn't throw out the f-ing garbage f-ing this team costing me like 1200 bucks i'm gonna lose by one leg on this f-ing underdog parlay blake shaping you suck all right yeah let's talk baylor oak state i am still livid at that game um ultimately the difference was a kick return touchdown by oak state i'm curious to get your take on how that game went down who should have won by the way the lowest win win post game win probability i saw this morning of a winner was LSU. Yeah. That was shocking to me. Eight, eight or nine percent, I think I saw. Anyway, uh, what, what was your take any take key takeaways from Baylor, Oklahoma State? That game drove me up a wall. Yeah, I think we have to give props to Oklahoma State in a lot of areas. Baylor came, in as, the, Baylor came in as the second best finishing drives team in the nation. They had four trips past the 40. They only scored 10 points, 2.5 is well below national average and well below what they've been doing all season. So that's credit to Oklahoma State and Derek Mason's defense right there. And, yeah, Blake Shapin, two touchdown passes, two interceptions. Uh, post-game win expectancy was Oklahoma State on uh, uh, at 78%. And I, I think Spencer Sanders can now put to bed the nightmares of the Dave Aranda defense. I know he did have an interception, but he also had a touchdown. But more importantly, he didn't ruin the game for Oklahoma State. I had Baylor team total over. You had Baylor from the show. We we both lost, and I, I don't know how they didn't get points up on the board. I have a season win total under six and a half on Baylor, so it's good from that standpoint. But well, I have a season win total under on Oak State, so it's not good from any standpoint for me. <laughs> not good there. <laughs> yeah, credit to Oak State. They were they were. I know the kick return touchdown was the difference, but I think they were the deserved cover. And no, let me say this: I, on game days on Saturdays, people are like in my mentions, and they're like, "Why are you?" And I'll like tweet about Gundy and we, we have fun on Saturdays, man. I don't take it personally. Um, the team that I'm against, I'm going to tweet. And and whenever like anyone rushes the field, like Clemson, I know it's a tradition. I, I always tweet. Why would you ever rush the field? It's a, just a Kentucky fan thing. 
But hey, just having fun on Twitter. Don't take anything personal I say about any fan base. Just look at my interactions with Colin and Arkansas. It's all in good fun. But congrats to Oak State fans and uh, anyone who bet them. So that was the right side. But that game just drove me crazy. And yeah, Shapin wasn't great. Matt Campbell, you're a f***ing piece of shit. How the f*** do you kick a field goal fourth and inches with that f***ing poverty kicker who already sank 230 yards before? That kick had no chance of going in. Matt Campbell, you should be f***ing fired. That was a poverty loss to f***ing Kansas. F*** you. I cannot keep f***ing betting this horrible Iowa State team. I did it last week against Baylor because they were the right side in that game. The market said Iowa State, and they they pissed down their leg like they usually do. Matt Campbell and Iowa State in big games. And this week, the market loves Iowa State. I can't f***ing do it anymore. Those f***ing guys, they just are not successful. They will never be successful. They can't win. I will be caught dead before I bet those f***ing teams ever again. Those guys suck. Iowa State. Rock, Chuck, Jayhawk. Stucky, I hope you enjoyed your L on, on, on the Hawks today. I know what you're going to say. The box score, Iowa State won the box score. Iowa State made a million mistakes. KU shouldn't have won that game. You know what? They're undefeated. Rank them, baby. Rank them, Stuck. Iowa State, Kansas, yes. I had one of my best weekends in college football ever betting in 20 years. And there, but there was, and yet there was still a two-hour period where I was pulling my hair out. Yeah, <laughs> the Baylor game, this game, that Campbell—it was always Brocktober. It's not Cocktober. There's no such thing as Cocktober. Your freshman kicker already hit two off the post. Okay, it's fourth and one. You send him back out there against the Kansas defense. How many times do I gotta say it? Sneak the damn ball, and, and then you kick it, and he misses it. You, sh- you probably ruin this kid's college experience, his confidence, your season, your team's chances of winning. I- I- I'm not even going to say that the kid- Iowa State won the box score. wasn't one of those things where they completely dominated. I will say the angle that I did get right is I figured that they would come out with a game plan to shut down that Kansas offense, which they did. Daniels did what? Nothing. He had 20 yards rushing and 100 yards passing. Listen, I'm not gonna Kansas say that. defense was re- – I- impressed me. They were like one of the worst defenses – in power five that I had rated. I thought Iowa State was going to put up at least four touchdowns. Instead, they're just missing field goals the whole day, and then you kick it again on fourth and one. What are you doing? God. Kansas did win the box score completely. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, when you look at it, they held Iowa State to 31 rushing yards on 16 attempts. Uh, this was a 94% postgame win expectancy by Kansas. Uh, they didn't do too well in their own finishing drives, but they beat them everywhere else in the box score. I think the one notable uh, going up, you know, further into betting Kansas, they had 8% success rate in passing downs. So I don't know if that's an Iowa State defense. that, And I thought Iowa State would have success because they're based on a 3-3-5. And Kansas runs so much motion out of their backfield and and, and with every position. But with, you know, Matt Campbell's 3-3-5, there's, they don't match the, the motion, which doesn't allow the offense to read uh, where they need to go. So I can understand the passing downs uh, success rate of 8%. By Kansas. Also, we're also starting to get film on what Kansas likes to do and Daniels. Right. And so it's not going to be as, and they're going to start to play better defenses than, you know, do right. just the corpse of Houston and West Virginia. Right now, now Joe Gillespie, right. At TCU gets to break down weeks of film of, of Lance Leopold's motion offense. So we'll see how that turns out. But I, I would say, you know, Kansas did win the box score, but their potency from what they were two or three weeks ago is going down week by week. Yeah. No, congrats. Enjoy it, Kansas. You're, you're 5-0. Who gives a fuck what I bet? And Brett, I assume Brett's going to rank them. I think, well, yeah, they, they still, and I think they'll be ranked. Well, game day will be there, right? Hopefully. Yeah, I think they'll end up being ranked because there's other teams that lost, um, and they're 5-0. and Yeah. I think Brett ranked them last week. It's just that no one else, not, not enough other people did, so they didn't get in the top 25. Um, yeah, Brett definitely had them in the top 25. All right, moving on. Hey, Colin. I am watching your boys roll over to Alabama it's not even halfway through the second quarter and they've put up zero fight it's pathetic absolute dumpster fire blow up the program I don't know if you win a game the rest of the season just give us the death sentence I think that's what you guys need 
up, Colin? It's Suck. I'm back. This time, walking out of Donald W. Reynolds Stadium. Might as well just make this a weekly f***ing occurrence at this point. Me calling while walking out of the stadium. I don't know, man. All these newbie Texas fans, these, these noobs from Texas coming to Arkansas, thinking we had any chance to win that game. What a bunch of f***ing morons. I've been an Arkansas fan my whole life. I knew that we never had a chance in that game. It's Alabama, and it's Arkansas. You've got a great team and a team that always blows it. Nevertheless, woo Yeah, 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 Colin. Listen, you read the Arkansas game perfectly right. Is that what you want to hear? You want a pat on the back? You want a cookie? You did great. I was at the game. It was miserable. One of the worst first halves I've ever seen in my life. What do we do with Kendall Browles and Barry Odom at this point? Do we just fire them? I swear, my grandmother knew when we were blitzing on third and nine. It's unbelievable what we deal with as Razorback fans. You were right. I was wrong. I was a sucker. Took the points. Almost got a backdoor. Couldn't happen. I'm going to cry myself to sleep tonight. Later, boys. Yeah, this is a message for Colin Wilson. Just wanted to uh, give you a big shout-out for that great call you had early in the week about how the Arkansas-Alabama line was inflated and how Arkansas had the advantage in the trench. Well, you know, I'd love to know what that score would have ended up as if our Heisman Trophy quarterback hadn't gone out a quarter into the game. We basically ran the Wildcat for three quarters and still f***ing beat y'all's ass by 23 points. Would have loved to have known what the score would have been if Bryce Young had gotten to play for a full game. Maybe y'all can resurrect Houston Nutt because that's the only chance I see of Arkansas ever beating Alabama with Nick Saban on the sidelines. That's the only chance I ever see of Arkansas ever competing to go to Atlanta. Blow up the program. Y'all f- suck. Roll Tide. A lot of Arkansas fans. I, I love that guy, Endless Life of Pain. Um, <laughs> as of right now, you are the caller of the week. Unless- I'm interested to know when he was walking out, though, because the place was pretty empty with about eight minutes left. Uh, and what's funny was is I'm sitting here tearing my hair out over a cover, and most of Razorback Stadium has gone from 80,000 down to about 5,000. Uh, but I'm saying, like, this is – what are you talking about? How can you people leave? There's still spread here. But, uh, you know, I, I'm not in a blow-up-the-program mode. I mean, that, I mean they lost to Alabama. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, we're supposed to lose that game. And the only reason we got back into it is because we, you know, I don't know where, how Sam Pittman doesn't have the balls to go for it on fourth and inches. And then we're just a quarter away and we're onside kicking. We're doing all kinds of crazy stuff to try to get scores up on the board, keep the Alabama offense off the field. But listen, that game changed. The second Bryce Young went out, uh, you know, and got checked for his sprained shoulder. You know, we'll see. We'll see what his status is week to week. They say it's not real serious, which is good. Yeah, but Jalen Milrow completely changed the game because the handicap on the game was the fact that Bryce Young was going to throw deep into coverage, which he did, with success, which he did, and will miss tackles, which Arkansas did. And then when Jalen Milrow comes in, it's 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 just a zone read, uh, you know, a quarterback. That's all it was. Like, there was no fear of, of the pass, and I'm glad that Bumper Pool's tackling grade came way up. But, I mean, half the team – uh, you know, we're missing tackles and they didn't do that well. And that one missed assignment by bumper pool where he got stopped is where the Mil- Milrow run came from. So, you know, Jaden Johnson was <laughs> backpedaling into the end zone against Bryce Young earlier on one of his touchdown runs. Like we're supposed to lose this game. And we did. And we had a chance to cover the line was right. Arkansas is who we are. We're an eight win, seven to eight win team. Nine's great. No one ever expects Arkansas to be elite as Alabama. We don't have the recruits. We don't have the funding. We don't have the NIL. But, um, you know, the whole handicap changed once Bryce Young went out. Yeah, and and look, I always make jokes on Twitter about I never want to face a backup and backups own me when a backup comes into the game. And, you know, there is some truth to it as to why. It's like if the quarterback is different, you spent the entire week game planning for one quarterback, and then another quarterback comes in, you don't really know his tendencies – the off the offense could completely change and just adds a bunch of variants. But before we continue, as a reminder, the Big Bets on Campus podcast is proudly presented by Bet MGM. So kick off the new pro football season with the king of sports books. Sign up with Bet MGM using bonus code ACTION200, and your first wager is risk free up to $1,000. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, Mississippi, Nevada. 
New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Puerto Rico, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., West Virginia, Wyoming, or Ontario only. Must be 21 years or older to wager, 19 or older in Ontario. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona, 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, D.C., Kansas, Louisiana, Nevada, Wyoming, or Virginia, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan, 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana, Maryland, New Jersey, or West Virginia, 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York, call or text the Tennessee Red Line at 800-889-9789 or 1-888-777-9696 in Mississippi. In Ontario, if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, please contact Connects Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, Ohio, and Utah, and other states were prohibited. Promotional offers not available in Nevada and New York. All right, let's spend, before we finish the voice ones, let's spend two minutes say, talking about the top of the country, the teams that right now would be projected to go to the Cottrell Plough. How impressed were you with Alabama's defense? How impressed were you with Clemson overall? And then we'll answer those two questions first. Any key takeaways there? Or is it still more wait and see with Clemson? I'm not waiting and see with Clemson. I mean, I made the bold statement that we're a DJ Uyunglele podcast. They're going to make the college football playoff, no doubt in my mind. They're going to win the rest of the, this garbage ACC conference. NC State's probably the toughest game that they're going to have. I mean, I, Florida State, that, that game is one of in itself. Uh, you know, that team is still uh, incapable of, of being hot and staying hot and uh, – you know, you know the best. You know the teams of the ACC that I would want. I wanted to see run it all, run the table, and make the college football playoff was Wake, who should have beat Clemson, right? And then they beat Florida State because at least you'd get Sam Hartman in that offense. I mean, they'd give up about a hundred to Alabama, but um, there's no doubt in my yeah. mind on Clemson though at all. Alabama defense. Any takeaways from watching them? Yeah, they're insane. Will Anderson almost took a KJ Jefferson handoff like back himself, like he was determined. That every time KJ took a snap and turned around to hand it off, Will Anderson almost took it. Uh, that Alabama defense is the reason that they covered that game. Uh, they turned it up a notch whenever Bryce Young went out. You know, I have no doubts in my mind about that defense whatsoever. I think the questions are still is, you know, is on the offensive line and can they protect Bryce Young enough uh, going on? But Jameer Gibbs is he's going to get a couple Heisman uh little Heisman highlights coming up here in the next couple of weeks. If Bryce Young is going to be out, he he was definitely the MVP of the offense. Yeah, I do. I still want to see their receivers, how explosive they can be against like an elite secondary. Um, Cause we know that the Arkansas secondary has some holes and it's obviously missing. It's all American safety, but yeah, the, the defense is insane. And then obviously Georgia, I mean, Georgia after an underwhelming effort against Kent state, this is after everyone says, Oh, Georgia's the best team in the country by far. Um, uh, which I disagree with. Then they almost lose at Missouri. What is going on with Stetson Bennett, the red zone offense? How, why is the red zone offense bad? You have, you have like three NFL tight ends. Uh, I, Missouri was able to have explosive plays in every single quarter of this game. It wasn't really from a success rate perspective. I think, you know, both of these teams shooting themselves in the foot. How many field goals did we see in this game? About nine, 10? You know, Georgia has continues to allow people to have explosive plays. The defense has been pushed around, and I don't know where the offense has gone with Todd Munkin and, and Stetson Bennett and that trio of, of tight ends. They just have been a no-show lately. Not the best team in the country. Not going undefeated. Going to lose at Miss State, baby, which brings us to the next voicemail. I'm about to say something crazy. Mississippi State is the fourth best team in the country, and I genuinely believe that. That is all. Guys, love the show, love the podcast. Thank you for everything you do. But uh, what happened here? Miss State, baby. Miss State, the fourth best team in the country? Maybe. I don't know the fourth best team in the country. I mean, I know my power ratings. But Miss State, I cannot wait. I might go down there. I don't know anyone from Starkville. What do you, you got to go? You have to go. Are there other bars there? Or do you go to the, the Riverboat Casino after, right? Where do you, where do you go after Miss State game? Don't you go over to like Tinicum? Where's where's uh I drove I drove up to Tunica to gamble. I, I didn't really hang around Starkville. Favorite bets of the week. One of you fades minor nation, the other of you fades meet meat. Haven't we established through so many years that the entire country is on these teams now? 
We love these teams. We can't fade these teams. Okay, I understand. Yeah, it's gambling. We got to make some money, right? We'll fade them maybe once a year. Okay, we feel dirty about doing it, but fading them in the same week—that's just sacrilege. Meet me and Meyer Nation mean too much to all of us. Can't ever happen again. Hey guys, this is Minor Mother Effin Nation, and I just want to say that. You know, Stucky, last week I called you a sharp, but <laughs> you went against the Miners this week and you lost. So um, I actually have Colin as a minus 150 favorite against you uh, in Chinese checkers if you guys ever play now. <laughs> I hope you learned your lesson. All right, guys, have a good one. Boom. Yeah, I've already, I've already been roasted for Middle Tennessee. Uh, you're going to have to answer to UTEP winning their first game in the Eastern time zone. You're going to have to answer for UTEP putting their first game ever in the Eastern time zone in the history of the program. Oh, Charlotte, Charlotte, Charlotte. My nemesis. Are you they done fumbled. with that? Did you see how they lost? No, it did not get they, fu- they fumbled at the one-inch yard line going in for a touchdown. A UTEP defensive lineman recovered it in the end zone and ran it 105 yards for a touchdown. They were, it was literally the worst 14. They reviewed it for like 10 minutes to see if he crossed the goal line. It looked like, I think he did, but there was no way you could overturn it. I agree with him not overturning it. Then Charlotte ended up coming back. Just the worst 14 point swing ever. Then Charlotte got the ball actually at the end down six and a receiver ran the wrong route and Reynolds who obviously torched, he threw like four touchdowns at 450 yards or something threw a pick and the game ended devastating, devastating loss. I'm so tired of Charlotte. Um, who's Charlotte got next week? Yeah, they have a bye and they go to UAB. Yes. Oh, yeah. I forgot to tweet that. Charlotte's on a bye. And, yes, I knew that middle – I said it on the podcast. I said, oh, God, everyone's going to hate this. We faded Middle Tennessee and UTEP. Didn't work out. But, you know, it worked out. Colin changing the order on the underdog money line parlay. <laughs> I finally got one. Colin got TCU. I got Troy. And we got home two in a week. So now we have our new order until that doesn't work. So good call there. Wake Forest, Purdue. Guess what the last team was? Charlotte. Because for whatever reason, Stucky thinks that UTEP can't travel two time zones. Yeah, most people don't know this, but El Paso is in the mountain time zone. The only city in Texas in the mountain time zone. But that doesn't matter to Stucky. Because he thinks that 0-26 automatically means an L for whatever team they're playing. For whatever reason, Stucky is – Chris Reynolds is up so far his ass, he's talking for him. Chris Reynolds is Stucky. He thinks they're the best group of five team of all time, and they lost a round-robin parlay for me. Get Charlotte's head out up your ass all the way up to your throat. Good night. Listen, I don't expect anybody to be perfect. You know, even if you're the best better of all time, you're going to win six out of 10 at best. That's the best case scenario. But I took a parlay here with Old Dominion and ULM because of the group of five deep dives. And they're both sucking the deep right now. I'm pretty sure because of this bullshit, I should rename the group of five deep dive to the group of five dumpster dive. Correct me if I'm wrong. Hi, this is Matt, the producer. I'll handle this one. Correct you if you're wrong. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> these these guys made two best bets, UTSA, Kent State. They split those. And then their other five bets were Tulane, winner, Troy, winner, Memphis, winner, UCF over, winner, Coastal Carolina over, winner. They made seven bets. They went six and one. And you're mad because a plus 600 money line underdog parlay didn't cash? What an absolute prick you are. Anyway, email podcasts at actionnetwork.com, and I'll send you a prize for being such an asshole. Hey, fellas. Uh, I'm a Missouri fan of 22-19, a field goal. I knew this about 22-12. It doesn't even matter. Up 10. There is only one way that this game ends. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I've been a Missouri fan. I'm a sophomore Missouri. I've been a Missouri fan my entire life. I've only seen this game end one way my entire life. Every Missouri game the rest of my life will never end the same. Georgia will win by a field goal. Forever. This team will never learn. It will never win. I don't care. Georgia by three. Goodbye.
why bet Arizona State. This team stinks. Arizona State stinks. The state of Arizona stinks. It's hot for no reason. Bunch of emptiness. It's just New Mexico that sucks. And New Mexico is just Mexico that sucks. Arizona State is the worst. Have a good one. Yeah, this is for David Shaw kicking a 53-yarder down by 28 with five minutes left. I hope those are the last fucking points you ever put up on a scoreboard. Fuck you. Uh, yeah, Arizona State did cover. Breaking news, USC had a turnover. USC yeah. actually gave a turnover up. Breaking news. Yep. Um, I think that was Ke- – I got keg, by the way, calling in. And uh, – hold on, there's eight seconds left. Down by 28 with five minutes left. I hope those are the last points you've ever put up on a scoreboard. Fuck you. Yeah, David Shaw kicking a field goal down 28. Um <laughs> – what is with this guy? <laughs> I don't know what's what's going on with Stanford. Bo Nick's season was in full effect. Uh yeah, the uh, caller of the week, by the way, goes to you know what? A Missouri fan, you're a sophomore in college. I'm jealous, yes. You have a lot more pain to to endure in your life rooting for a team. Ask Colin. Yeah. The Arkansas pain. And our guy with endless life of pain. Well, today it's not pain because you're the caller of the week. Cash prize for you. Reach out to myself or Matt Mitchell and I'll throw you some cash. By the way, Minor Nation guy is like, I love him. I knew he was going to call. It was like, after I was like, shit, I lost my bet. I lost other people money. I thought I was like, oh my God, I'm going to have to hear from Minor Nation too. But he won call of the week last week. He's such a good guy. He asked me to just donate it to a charity um, that he gave me. So awesome, dude. Um, All right, let's do best call, worst call, bet regret. Let's see. I'll say best call. Uh, best call, I'll go Purdue. Found out o- O'Connell was going to play. So be- beat the close there. And they won by 10, catching 11 and a half. That Minnesota team, you, you don't play clowns. People people were tweeting me, uh, Minnesota's going to the college football playoff. You, you beat four high schoolers to start the year. You were 80, 81% on third down. He scored 10 points against Purdue who was missing four defensive starters. Um, I'll mention BC. Wake Live, by the way, I told everyone, Wake Live. Wake Live forever. They go down, you get them over a touchdown, you bet them live. Northwestern, Pats, Cats in a classic spot in the in the monsoon. Buffalo got lucky on, by the way. That's the luck of the week. Troy, so I don't know. I had a good week. Who cares? I had a lot of winners. There'll be really bad weeks like last weekend, too. I'll say worst call has to be well charlotte but uh at texas state probably and i was gonna be so mad at you colin because my round robin my round robin which i do for twos through fives i hit four out of five and you convinced me to use uva against duke they were getting blown out and you know who i swapped uva out you know i swapped out for uva charlotte so I'm actually so happy you did. I would be so mad if it was Charlotte that cost me. So I wouldn't have won it anyway. Um, so, yeah, a couple bad calls. My bet regret is betting the dumpster fire of Houston. Even though I knew that I found out that the quarterback was going to be out when the line was still three. And I, I can't – I'm not betting that team, Houston. I'm not – who, who do they play? Memphis? This is probably on Memphis. I think Dana Holgerson's really lost the team. They also have injuries all over. Yeah, bet regret is trusting Dana Holgerson. Take, you don't take the ball first in overtime. Calling you best call, worst call, bet regret. Uh, well, I know bet regret perspective is Troy. You were all over Troy. Uh, I I knew it was a bad number. I knew it was a number I should be on. And for some reason, I didn't get a dime down on it. So props to you for and everybody out there for getting Troy. That was me with Kansas State last weekend. Yeah, didn't I wasn't able to 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 party with Troy, but uh, you know there were a lot of other teams that fit the best bet category. TCU is making me look like a genius, calling them outright a couple of weeks in a row. So that was good. North Texas was an absolute truck yesterday uh, over Florida Atlantic, so uh, that cashed from the show. Also, um, Ooh, I wish I bet that. That's a bit regret of mine too. Yeah, and you know I called Bama and Clemson probably the two biggest high-profile games of the day. Was was able to call favorites, which I know it's hard to take favorites. It's fun to take underdogs, and it's hard to call favorites. But uh, was happy that those 
were able to get across as far as worst call out there. A book, a very big book, uh, had Florida State plus one and a half. Openers came out plus three uh, officially uh, on Florida State. And the number steamed all the way to seven. And I did oh, nothing I about it. That. I did nothing about the, the, the you number. You even said that, you were going to bet it live. You had a chance about Wake Live. You were probably too busy watching Arkansas. I don't know. Worst managed game of the day from my end. Uh, I even was tweeted about it, asked about when are we hedging out of this Florida State ticket. Just thought at the time I had bigger fish to fry on the TV. So um, a really bad, really bad management of that Florida State ticket by me. Great CLV, yeah, a- but we're not a CLV podcast, right? <laughs> yeah. I had, a, I had a great day. I had a great weekend. You had a great weekend last weekend. It's been a couple great weekends in a row for the podcast overall. Hopefully we can keep it rolling. Enjoy those days because there are days where it is miserable. Miserable when you're for 15 hours and I would have been needing Colorado to like break even. Colorado didn't cover, by the way. The dumpster fires did it okay overall, which was good. Colorado showed a little more life. You know what? Uh, this is one final takeaway from me. Last year, scores can matter from the year before. So, by the way, they can't, they could not cover Jacob Cowling at all. But last year, and I should have known this, this was just an oversight of mine. Last year, Arizona got demolished by Colorado. I think they lost 45 nothing. It was Fish's first year. And they would, they would not take their foot off the gas. And Fish kept Delora in and cowing until the very, very end. Um, and I think Delora had a school record for either completions or passing yards. But he, he did not forget what happened last year. It was kind of a statement. But cowing was just such a mismatch for that Colorado team. Their third secondary is so young. Owen McCown is an upgrade at quarterback. They're freshmen. They actually can, like, complete some passes, which they couldn't do with their first two quarterbacks. But Colorado's a dumpster fire. At least it was good for the win totals, but Colorado didn't get there in the end. Okay, good stuff. It's time for us to get to work. Keep an eye out on the app for those of you who bet early in the week. I'm sure Colin will be ready to fire today, tomorrow. We'll be talking some early lines tomorrow night on the new BCS show. Make sure you subscribe, unsubscribe, subscribe. Leave a review. Uh, We'll do giveaways later this week for anyone who leaves a five-star review. Those really help us out. Group of five guys will be back middle of the week. We'll be back Tuesday morning with the new BCS show. And then, of course, late night Thursday, as always, previewing previewing the week six slate. The Saturdays just feel different now. There's going to be massive games. It's awesome. We're in the full swing. I'm excited. I hope you're excited. Thanks for listening, as always. Appreciate all you guys. Thanks for calling in on the voicemails. 959-BAD-BEAT. Call in whenever you want. Throughout the week, it's 24-7. Time for us to go get to work. Thanks again to our sponsor, BetMGM. We'll catch you all later. Cheers. Peace out.